Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Coming up in this week's episode... I believe in reason. I believe in progress. And when the indomitable Russian people fight for these things, then Russia... Your Russia. My Russia. Our Russia. Will be truly and eternally great. Novelist, screenwriter and playwright Nigel Williams discusses his new Sky Atlantic HBO miniseries Catherine the Great, starring Helen Mirren as Russia's longest-serving female ruler. And... I already had a great desire to visit the library. I cannot allow you to enter. No one may, no one can. Even if you manage to enter, this library can protect itself. Eleonora Andretta, head of drama at Rye, who commissioned Williams' recent adaptation of Umberto Eco's The Name of the Rose, talks about the Italian public broadcaster's increasing emphasis on co-productions with international appeal. That's all coming up in a moment, but first a rundown of some of the news from C21 Media this week. Netflix unveiled its first original Australian drama from Tony Ayres Productions, NBC Universal-owned Matchbox Pictures and the UK's Heyday Television. Clickbait is a mystery set in the age of social media and will begin shooting in November, bringing in more than $36 million of international investment to the country and employing around 540 cast, crew and extras. The news comes as US ad-supported VOD service 2B TV announces its launch in Australia, offering nearly 7,000 movies and TV series. 2B CEO Farhad Masoudi told C21 he chose Australia as the company's first overseas market because its ad-based offering would complement the country's high penetration of Netflix subscribers. Elsewhere, European media giant RTL Group appointed a new chief operating officer and chief financial officer as part of a restructure of its leadership team. Elmar Hegan takes on the newly created role of COO, adding to his duties as deputy CEO at Fremantle's parent company. Replacing Hegan as CFO is Bjorn Bauer, currently Executive VP of Corporate Strategy at RTL parent Bertelsmann. RTL also established a new group management committee to shape the future of the company as it places increasing emphasis on streaming. It was all change in the Canadian children's television landscape with Scott Dyer, president of Chorus Entertainment-owned Nelvana, announcing his retirement, with Enterprises chief Pam Westman stepping up as his successor. Meanwhile, DHX Media appointed former Marvel exec Eric Ellenbogen as its new CEO, replacing Michael Donovan, who stepped down earlier this year. The moves come a week after Hasbro snapped up Canadian Peppa Pig owner Entertainment One in a surprise $4 billion swoop. For in-depth analysis of that story, plus plenty more, visit c21media.net. Sky announced this week that all four episodes of its upcoming original drama Catherine the Great will be released on October the 3rd. A co-production with HBO, the miniseries stars Helen Mirren as Russia's longest-serving female ruler and was made by Origin Pictures and New Pictures. Nigel Williams, father of two brothers' pictures, Harry and Jack Williams, is the writer. The acclaimed novelist and playwright also recently penned the John Turturro-starring TV adaptation of Umberto Eco's The Name of the Rose for Italian public service broadcaster Rai. 
Williams sat down with C21 TV to talk about the two projects. I came across the story of Catherine the Great in a biography of Catherine by an American author, and I didn't know much about her. And it's an absolutely amazing story. I had never known, and I read history at university, I'd never known that actually Catherine the Great wasn't Russian, she was German. She only got the throne of Russia because she was married off to the emperor of Russia, Peter III. And she became the most powerful woman in the world. She was incredibly intelligent. She corresponded with Voltaire. She read, she wrote. She was an amazing horsewoman. She was extremely brave. And the only stories people tell her about her is, oh, she had sex with a horse because people are so ignorant about women and abuse them the whole time. Actually, she wasn't promiscuous. She was a very passionate person and she needed, as she said, to be loved. But she was a wonderful character. So I thought I want to write about her and I'd worked with Helen Mirren on a show called Elizabeth I, which won some Emmys and did well. And I wanted to work with Helen again. She's the kindest person to everyone on set. If there's an actor who's young, or inexperienced, she will look after them. There are no tantrums, there is only iron discipline and great, great talent. So working with Helen Mirren is a privilege. I'm very lucky to have worked with her twice. And she's also completely loyal. If she takes on board a script, she believes in it and she does it to the best of her ability. There's a tremendous thing in show business with actors going, oh, well, it was the script's fault. Well, if it was the script's fault, why the hell did you do it? You know, she's not like that. So working with her is, and this time, was completely wonderful. Um, she did say to me, she's a very modest person. So, well, I want to do it because I get to wear lots of pretty dresses. I will not share my throne with anyone. There is no secret to writing period drama. The things that connect us to the past are more common than the things that separate us from it. You can trace your own family back to one's grandfather, you can reach the early 19th century in two or three generations. So these are not aliens in funny coats. They are people like us. That's the main point you have to understand. But also, they do think about the world differently, and that makes them interesting. The Name of the Rose is a novel by Umberto Eco. They already had a great desire to visit the library. It's about a murder. No in a medieval no monastery. I'm not going to give away the plot, but the reason for the murder is absolutely brilliant. And it's a very complicated and serious look at history and medieval history in which subject Umberto Eco was something of an expert. Somebody in the era of Name of the Rose probably believed in witches and wizards and probably believed that the earth was flat. Mind you, there are plenty of people today who do exactly the same. Some of them are leading politicians. So the story is wonderful, but very, very complicated. And lots of things in it don't quite add up. And they wanted to do an eight to 10 part series for which you need a lot of new stories because television has a terrible way of eating up stuff. Nigel Williams talking to C21 TV. That's an extract from a video interview you can watch on our site now, where you'll also find one with Eleonora Andretta, head of drama at Rye, who commissioned The Name of the Rose, as well as other series, including My Brilliant Friend. Here she is, talking about the Italian public broadcaster's increasing emphasis on co-productions with international appeal. We started uh, with Cosimo de' Medici, 
uh, an eight-part mini-series um, that was written by Frank Spotnitz and uh, starring uh, Dustin Hoffman and Richard Madden. And it was co-produced uh, also for the English-speaking countries with Netflix uh, and uh, the main producer in uh, Italy is Lux Vida. Another English-speaking um, series uh, Rai made recently is The Name of the Rose that has been sold in more than 100 countries and has been acquired by AMC in the US and BBC in England. Last year was the big year of My Brilliant Friend. My Brilliant Friend is probably the most important international production Rai has been involved in and it's also the first non-English speaking production of HBO US. And it was thrilling to be associated to this big giant of television and cable. It comes from a very well-known novel that has been acquired by the Italian producer in 2014 because the Ferrante fever exploded in the rest of the world. And we worked also with the executive of HBO very strictly we work both on, on, on English-speaking uh, project and uh, non-English. Uh, it depends uh, from uh, the kind of project. For period drama, for instance, uh, it's uh, possible to use uh, English as a common language, as uh, a, a lingua franca that can be used, uh, uh, um, and uh, it's, it's not uh, changing. Uh, the authenticity of the project, while we are speaking about a project that involved recent times and dialect, the language is very important. It's true that platforms um, made the international audience more used to watch uh, programs that are not shot in English. And that gives also Europe a great possibility uh, to make uh, high-end dramas that not necessarily are shot in English. In Europe, public broadcasters are the most important players in uh, their own countries. They are still, as Rai, have the 70% of uh, what is produced uh, in Italy. The same is for ZDF in Germany or France Television in France. And uh, the kind of projects we develop are tied to our identity and are original because uh, they are based on our culture and our values, our history, our memory and our present days. And um, the fact that we are joining forces make us uh, stronger and make us also create uh, projects that are um, thought to be uh, global, to be immediately international because all of us are producing also local projects, but it's very important nowadays to remain relevant, to create also projects that can travel. Eleonora Andretta from Italian public broadcaster Rai. You can watch the full C21 TV video version of that interview on our site right now, where you'll find hundreds of others, plus all the latest news and in-depth analysis from the international TV industry. That's all for this week's episode, but till next time, stay up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online, on mobile and on Twitter. Thanks for listening.